This is Patrick, and welcome to a very special episode of Cosmic Crit. This is the official kickoff to CritterCon 4, our 2021 online charity convention, raising money for Doctors Without Borders. And in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, but I'm going to be going over, uh, make sure to listen to the end, talking about our stream schedule for this year's con, the items that you can walk away with from our random drawings, and talk about how you can get into organized play by playing online during the convention. Joining me as this convention's special guest is none other than Paizo, uh, Starfinder Society developer, Jenny Jarzabski. Well, welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you so very much, so much for having me on. I can totally talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Good well, to be here. Welcome to the show. First time here. Uh, thank you for agreeing to help me kick off this convention. Uh, this is, I mean, I won't lie. We don't spend an entire year thinking about the convention from from the previous one, but last year we actually did start with, uh, you know, talking to people that were helping out with last year's convention for what we can do next year, where we can go bigger and better and um, how we can raise more money for our, our charity. And uh, one thing, unfortunately, we, we couldn't get you last year to come in and help out, but I'm very happy that uh, all good things come to those who wait and you're able to jump in this year as our special guest of honor. Yeah, like I said, super glad to be here. And Doctors Without Borders is such a great, great cause. So super awesome to help you support that that cause and that convention. Um, yeah, and as an organized play developer, you know, mostly what I do is adventures, but we are always thinking about cons and our volunteers who are making these cons happen and running games. So trust me, I know how that is when you've been thinking about a con for pretty <laughs> much the whole year since the last one happened. We get that. So. Yeah, yeah. So we we we've definitely been um get been getting ready for a, a bigger and better critter con. Um that starts today if you guys are listening to this when this episode goes live. Um Critter Con 4 2021 is April 23rd, 24th and 25th. Now on any of those days if you are playing tables through the Cosmic Critter Mander uh, uh, Warhorn schedule, any of those games that you will find up in the description of this episode uh, will count towards the convention. We'll talk about exactly what that means as we go on. If you've been to a CritterCon before, you, you kind of know what that entails, but as part of a charity convention, it's one of the very few instances that you are ever able to cheat the dice in a Starfinder or Pathfinder organized play table. And uh, basically you can donate money to, to help your dice rolls out. Uh, donate to a great charity. 100% uh, goes through the donation portal to Doctors Without Borders. And uh, yeah, it could <laughs> mean the difference between life and death. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about how I will be frequently using <laughs> that option when I'm a player at these tables, uh, because I, I very much, I love my GM PC baby <laughs> that I've developed through <laughs> Starfinder Society. Uh, Jenny, uh, let, let's start off and, and you're uh, relatively new to, to Starfinder Society side of, of Paizo, if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Can you tell me uh, what a Starfinder Society developer does? Absolutely. I'd love to. So basically for with the organized play program at Paizo, we have two what we call line lead developers who are basically those who they are kind of responsible for the creative outlining of the meta plot. Uh, we like to say of like a, mm. a year or we sometimes call it a season of Starfinder or Pathfinder Society, sort of like, you know, like a TV show. Because uh, that's that's something that's familiar. So we're responsible for kind of concepting and outlining these scenarios, as well as the development process, which is getting them assigned to a freelance author, 
and then the communication and working with that author or authors in something like a quest pack that has multiple. And we kind of go through that whole process of development until, you know, until we're copy fitting, laying out a page and it's ready to get printed or to be as a, you know, an online PDF for someone to use running a game. So, uh, so what I do is I sort of oversee the Starfinder Society outlining and developing pretty much all the scenarios. I do have support from the team, of course, but just like uh, my good friend and colleague Thurston is in charge of the Pathfinder Society line now, obviously, as most of you probably know, he was in my position before I stepped into it. Uh, he has moved over to Pathfinder and we have a organized play developer, Mike Kimmel, who's also super awesome. And he helps out a lot, kind of mostly Pathfinder side, but he bounces between those positions and kind of, uh, he also has taken ownership of like our bounty line, um, which are like these little 45 minute to an hour quest like Pathfinder adventures for those who aren't familiar with the term. And then of course we have a managing developer, uh, Linda Zayas Palmer, who's super awesome. And she sort of coordinates everything from a management level, as well as, you know, stepping in, like coming in clutch to help us like develop things when, you know, deadlines are tight and things like that. So, and then of course we have Opside, which is, you know, the awesome Alex and Tanya, who you probably know as well. So that's that's kind of like how our our program is broken down. So for me, it's mostly uh, coming up with the creative ideas for where the Starfinder Society is going. You know what your characters will be doing when you when you sit down at a table to play an adventure, and then actually making that happen by working with the authors. Oh man, as, as a whole bunch. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's awesome it's, though. <laughs> well, and it's a uh, you say that the Starfinder Society. Uh, works in seasons it's not like you mm -hmm. ever get a break right you you're putting no. <laughs> out multiple adventures per month and now yes. adding on on top of that the um the the bounties and, and and thing uh multiple playable adventures per month and that never stops <laughs> no it you're just constantly, <laughs> I, I imagine there was some some passing of the football between Thurston and yourself, uh, him jumping onto Pathfinder, but it's not like you got to take some time off and, and figure figure out how to, to do it exactly. You guys have just uh, been putting out the society adventures uh, nonstop now, what, twice per month for, for over two years? Yeah, uh, we currently, uh, our current product offerings are two Pathfinder Society adventures, two Starfinder Society, and then we have, of course, uh, we've moved into doing one bounty a month, which are, uh, at the moment anyway, they're all Pathfinder. I, you know, mm. I can't speak to anything that may change in the future, but with the programs, but that is our, that is our current, uh, that's where we're at currently. So it is, it is kind of a nonstop production schedule. And I do love that about it in a way, because I, I love that it's mm -hmm. a constant flow of ideas and just, you know, you can be experimental. You can try things out because, hey, we're, well, we're going to do two more next month. So if this one is kind of weird, like, well, you know, we'll try something else next time. So that's cool. But it is, it is a lot of work. And uh, <laughs> passing the football is probably a good way to describe how it was with Thurston and I when I, when I moved into the role, because it's like, we were able to plan together but it's like okay here catch like now i have to keep running so oh yeah no there's no yeah. uh no timeouts the no the play was ongoing it was uh because <laughs> was that during season three or was that before that this happened uh yes so i moved into full as a full-time developer officially back in september of 2020 it's weird because mm -hmm. i feel like i've been around well i have been around as a freelancer for like six years now but oh, course, uh yeah. and i've been contracting uh, i've been a contract developer for i think the past year not not on a regular contract but i had done quite a few things for uh for the society program so that was me stepping in full time and that was yeah we were we were kind of like nearing the midpoint of season three it was still early I want to say it was still like early year three season three that we were at at the time and so there was kind of a luckily when I came on board there was a, a more gradual handoff where I began uh, I was doing some Pathfinder because when I first came on, I was uh, doing the position that Mike Kimmel is now doing, the organized play developer, which wow. is, you know, the the kind of like switch hitter or whatever, like somebody who's doing a little bit of different programs. And uh, then I started moving into just developing Starfinder Society. And when when the decision was made for me to helm that program and for Thurston to move over to Pathfinder, 
he and I had already had a chance to plan and pitch broad strokes of season four, but we were still very much in season three. So then I kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, I finished out season three um, with a combination of his and my ideas that we'd worked on together. And year four is, it's kind of our, it's our baby. Like we, like we're, we're good friends as well as coworkers. Like we joke that it's like, it's our baby that we kind of made together, but it is definitely more mine now. Like I am, I am caring for it, <laughs> but he definitely had a big hand in helping me like come up with these ideas for it. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. It's sort of a amalgam of both of us. And then you'll see more and more as we get, you know, closer to, you know, hopefully like year five, you'll see more just my ideas and me going wahoo with it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's awesome a gradual thing. Hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, typically the end of the season would be about July. Is, is that mm-hmm. right? So around when Gen Con normally is, uh, that, that might be a little wonky this year. But uh, so obviously we're, we're towards the end of season three. Um, people are very excited about the new adventures uh, that have come out um, this month that we're in, right? April, not March. Uh, but yeah, what month is that? I don't know. <laughs> no, I only know because of the production schedule. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of, um, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the Starfinder uh, Society schedule. We have a lot of people that have put uh, 319, which is a uh, a new low-level repeatable quest um, during during season. There are a lot of that during CritterCon 4. So people were very excited about that one coming out, as well as the the other new release uh, is 320 called Fleeting Truth, Ever-Changing Revelation, which we are going to be streaming. Well, uh, I think actually when this episode comes out, we'll be streaming in a few hours oh, awesome. uh, on okay. our Twitch channel. And I'm going to be the sacrificial lamb in bringing my as i said my gm uh player uh character <laughs> to, to high level <laughs> adventure but yes i'm also bringing my wallets in case i do need to <laughs> donate to charity and, and and re-roll some saves to to keep a character alive it, it, it people are very excited about um 3-20 of course because it is a, a higher level uh adventure it's levels 11 to 13 11 to 14 yeah Uh, that's and it's actually our first ever starfinder society adventure that will reach those levels uh starfinder has gone to those levels of course because we have the devastation arc adventure path and we've got you know but we we don't really have a lot of high level starfinder in the wild um i mean not official paizo products so that Mm -hmm. is oh yeah i'm really excited to see what the reception to that is i may have to tune into that stream if i have some time because i would be really interested uh it was super fun and mm-hmm. weird to develop that one uh cole cronwitter is the author and he you know i i kind of like that one was one that's you know it was thirsty's original idea uh he mm-hmm. had done the outline oh, like, no. because we kind of half <laughs> we kind of half seed them like he did half i did half of that season and i developed it however because by then he was over in you know in pathfinder land back mm-hmm. on galarian so uh so I got to develop that and just the stuff that Cole came up with, you know, like I just turned him loose with Octurn and like, it's pretty oh, yeah. wild. So have fun with that one. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. It's not a place we've seen in, yeah. in story mode very often. Mm-hmm. And it is, is one of those darker, scarier sections of the packed worlds, which I'm avoiding all spoilers, uh, not, not even taking a peek at the, you know, <laughs> scenario maps or whatever uh so I'm going, you, yeah. going in blind and we have um super crittermander captain uh james who's going to be jamming that for us at uh <laughs> unfortunately your time uh leave 7 a.m pacific <laughs> uh, well i get up early i'll have some coffee and like oh i'm gonna some be... eldritch horror in the morning like it'll uh, be great <laughs> i'm gonna be chugging a lot of coffee on stream i think we might have to <laughs> Keep a little counter in in the corner <laughs> for for that one. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, time okay. and uh, Greenwich Mean Time. I believe it's uh, uh, 3 p.m. So, uh, he he's in okay. in London, so it's a, a bit of an international mm. game. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, one of the ones we've wanted to do in our stream schedule for a while because we have uh, well we have people unfortunately about. Uh, five, six, seven hours ahead of the Eastern <laughs> time zone. And we also have some people in the Pacific Rim that are about uh, seven or eight hours 
behind or 13 hours ahead in Australia because they are actually a day ahead. It's a little confusing, (laughs) but thankfully uh, the wizards that uh, we use uh, Warhorn for our our Starfinder Society. And you can just put in your own time zone and do all the math. That's so (laughs) nice. Yeah, time zone math is is crazy because, you know, I coordinate with a lot of freelancers as well as just having friends that I, you know, and and people from Org Play as well as friends that I game with and other, you know, other aspects. And it's like, it is so hard to keep track, especially since (laughs) I recently moved to the Pacific Northwest from the East Coast. It's like, I'm still, I feel like I still have eternal jet lag because I feel like it should be like three hours later than it is. So I get you, like it is not easy. Uh, So that's cool that it has that functionality. Uh, I will say before we started the podcast or started doing this international gaming, I I really uh, thought the world revolved around the East Coast time zone. (laughs) And really, it really doesn't sometimes. No. Um, so, uh, we're going to talk a lot in this episode, uh, about the convention. Um, and if you want to get to that, it will be, uh, kind of towards the, the end of this episode, but first things first for people that might be listening to this for the first time because of the convention, I wanted to go over some of the basics of, well, what is organized play? You know, what is Starfinder Society and how they can get involved today? You know, if they wanted to, to join up, um, there will be tables just about each day of the convention that will have space. <laughs> Not every table is going to be 100% full. So if you're listening to this and say, you know what, I would like to try Starfinder Society. I've got four hours to spare. Um, this should be a, like a little mini guy. So, um, I asked you before, you said you have a, a pretty good way to, to describe it. Like, uh, how do you explain organized play or Starfinder society in particular or Pathfinder society yeah. uh, to someone that might not play tabletop role-playing games or <laughs> might not have tried them before? Sure. So basically like organized play, uh, so society, whether it's Pathfinder or Starfinder is it's just a way for you to make a character or characters and play them basically anywhere in the world, uh, whether it's digitally right now online at a con like this um, or, you know, going to hopefully, you know, in, in a future year, a big con like Gen Con or something like that anywhere in the world, even going down the street to your, you know, your friendly local gaming store, whether it's in Australia or, you know, Seattle area or New York City, you can go and play the same character, even if you don't have the same people with you, you don't need to have a, a regular gaming group. Now you can, but it's basically a worldwide living program. Uh, so we have this living campaign and everyone has at least one character that they have created. Uh, There are some guidelines for creating the characters just to kind of keep everything like, you know, just keep everything the same kind of experience for everyone. And these characters are actually registered uh, using our website. And it's something that when you play games, these get reported. So your characters can level, your characters can gain wealth. And you can take that with you, as I said, no matter where you want to game, whether it's online or in a space across the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, that's that's sort of like the elevator pitch for what Starfinder and Pathfinder Society are. And we yeah. have these... We have these little scenarios. Uh, there's anywhere from like quests and bounties take about an hour. Uh, scenarios typically are like anywhere from like four, usually like four to five hours of play is what mm-hmm. we say. And we have many, many of those offerings for you to play in GM with, you know, with friends and with strangers and, you know, new, hopefully new friends. Um, so yeah, I, it's our program. The way I like to describe it is it's probably the best kept secret that Paizo has because if you've never been to Paizo.com and you've only been to maybe your local gaming store and seen mm-hmm. people playing playing games but you don't you can't tell what exactly they're playing unless you go up and strike up a conversation mm-hmm. um, it's very possible that they're playing Starfinder Society but you won't see books in the gaming store about Starfinder Society, right. it's it's digital content that mm-hmm. you, um, uh, very affordable, I would say, digital content that you get through Paizo.com. And um, I mean, characters that you can start creating through Paizo.com slash Starfinder Society and, and work from there. Mm-hmm. That being said, I will say that I was a fan of Pathfinder First Edition and um, played it for many, many years before really understanding what 
Pathfinder Society was, you know, as I, I had been to conventions before, and I saw people playing that, and I think Dungeons and Dragons has had a version of it before where people like played together in, in Dungeon mm-hmm. Elves. Um, I, I didn't really understand what that meant, but now being on the other side of it, having created a whole lodge for, for Starfinder <laughs> Society and having played it both you know, in person and online uh, and at conventions and with friends. I will say, I I, I explain it as it's one of the best kept secrets. That being said, yeah, there are a lot of people that play Starfinder just through society. And sometimes they only do it at conventions. It might be Mm -hmm. an entire year between playing games, but the, the way that the characters work is you can go from a convention in Europe <laughs> playing a, a Starfinder mm-hmm. Society game to going back to Gen Con and then PaizoCon in, in a in a future year and have a character that you know is able to jump into any of these level appropriate stories and and kind of work in the society. Yeah. Um I think another quick thing to mention that uh will make a lot of people pretty happy if they haven't played Starfinder or Pathfinder Society is these programs are free by the way. There's no cost to play, there's no cost to register. Um there is of course a small like like you said I I feel like they're pretty affordable. Like the adventures themselves do they do cost money and there's actually a subscription you can get. Uh although yeah. A lot of lo- a lot of volunteers will get these. Um, you know, they're able to get a hold of these. So, like, chances are, if you want to just start playing, you probably know somebody who's got a subscription or who's who's purchased this. And if you all throw in a couple bucks, you know, it's not a big deal. It's like they're like I think six ninety nine. So, you know, it's it's not bad at all. But it's you know you don't have to pay to play these games to make these characters at all. So it's it's really. A great use of you know to me it's like a really good bang for your buck if you're gonna want to play regular content with this game yeah so i mean like <laughs> if you divide it up amongst your your friends that you're playing with if you're the gm mm-hmm. and you have four friends we're talking like 30 cents an hour <laughs> based yeah on the, which is great <laughs> the enjoyment uh level but if you're just a player a single player out there listening to this and you want to jump into starfinder society for the first time you don't need to pay anything uh during mm-hmm. this convention while it is suggested that you can give some donations to Doctors Without Borders, not required to play the games. Um, and uh, you, you technically don't need to own any of the Starfinder books to start with, uh, though it will be highly recommended that you at least pick up the PDFs as you continue on with Starfinder Society. Mm-hmm. Um Especially if you want to get access to, you know, some of the newest, coolest things that people, uh, the 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 new books start um, adding into to the universe. But yeah, if you're jumping in to make a level one character, technically you don't need to do really anything except make an account on on Paizo.com mm-hmm. for for your organized play account, and that'll give you a like a number that's your organized play number which is what is you know you'll take with you from convention to convention to sign up for these games um but technically for a lot of the adventures that um society has out there you don't even need to make a character to start playing which is one of the greatest things about it is the first time that i played starfinder society or any organized play was at a, a convention and i was given a a pre-generated character. Uh, can, can you talk a little bit about those? Absolutely. So we do have pre-generated characters both for both programs, but obviously we're talking about Starfinder right now. Um, oh, yeah. So basically these are, uh, you'll be starting... I mean, we encourage you to start at level one and see what that's like, but we do have them at other levels as well. Uh, So these would be provided to you by your GM or your event organizer, you know, if it's a con or what have you. But these characters are, you know, they've got some cool art. Uh, They have everything already made. So even if you are super new to the system, you can just kind of look at that sheet. It's like, okay, they've got their ability scores. They've got all their weapons and gear that they need. They've got all of their, like, any special attacks or abilities they can do as well as just kind of a a cool little like 
you know, a few paragraphs about their backstory and who that character is. If, if you need that to help you get into the spirit of things with role-playing, uh, you can also just, you know, do whatever you want with that. <laughs> like, honestly, I've seen people make those pre-gens their own at the table, which is great. But yeah, we have everything for our major classes. So we have like, you know, if you want to play uh, someone who's really good with, you know, has big guns or likes to, you know, use a, like a doshko, which is this really cool, like energy weapon thing that our vest use. You could be a soldier. You could play Obaziah, the vest. You could be a technomancer and cast spells. Like you could be a mystic and cast spells that heal and support your team. There is a ton of different roles. So every single class we have in our game is represented with these pre-generated characters. So even if you aren't new to the game, but you're new, you're not sure like, oh, I've only ever played a soldier. Well, sometimes those pregens can be a really good way to like dip your toe into another class. And I've actually known people who started playing, like especially uh, Obazaya the soldier is like, I think probably our most popular. Oh, uh, oh I, I really loves Obazaya. <laughs> I don't give up a chance to play Obo. That's for sure. Yeah, she was the great. first iconic that I played in society. Just, just so you know, I was like, oh, oh nice. <laughs> giant lizard with a death axe. Yes. Yes. I yes. will, I will play her. Thank yeah. you. Electrical hockey stick death axe is how I think of a <laughs> doshko. But uh, I have also played at an all Obazaya table in the past. It was mm-hmm. an infamous table at a PaizoCon of yore. Um, I recall. So- I am a I am an Obazaya enthusiast myself, but I have known people who have sat down as a brand new player and said like, well, this was super fun. I really like this character. Can I just copy it? Sure. Like if you want mm-hmm. to just copy the pregen for your first character and like register it on your paizo.com account, you are totally welcome to do that. You can also, yep. you know, branch out after you've played a pregen and, and like make your own crazy thing is, you know, as long as it's, again, we have a few guidelines of things that, you know, you can't or can't play in society. It's not too, it's not like too restrictive, I feel, um, but that's all on our website as well. Like all of that, there's like easy links when you go to, you know, paizo.com slash starfinder society and scroll down to resources. There's like the way you can register your account. Uh, you'll see our guide, which tells you again, the very limited things that we don't allow without, you know, having some sort of a, like an award that lets you play them, uh, mm-hmm. like our character options, and then some character sheets that you can use to make that new character when you're ready. Yes. Um, I will say I, the way I started with society is with an iconic. I played Ovo mm-hmm. and, uh, after I was done with my first game, which was a series of quests, I believe, I was given basically an after action report uh, in the form of like a completion sheet that uh, mm-hmm. was signed by my GM and gave me uh, my character or who, who I wanted to play as, as my character. I got some money, I got some experience mm-hmm. on there, and I got access to some things I could buy. Uh, those sheets, if you play with an iconic character, you can just hold on to, or you can start building your own Starfinder Society character, uh, you know, with those rules that you're just talking about on, on Paizo.com. Um, I uh, got access to one of these special boons that allows you to play uh, an alien, a different kind of alien. And those are things that um, you can't sell them. Uh, you can't buy them, you know, at conventions. Mm-hmm. Most of them you have to earn by playing the game, which is really awesome. So, and it also kind of entreats you to try out different scenarios to see if you can, you know, help an, an alien race out there somewhere in the universe in the story. And if you are, or you're able to, you might be able to uh, play as one of them in the future. And I was very excited to to be able to uh, get access to one of my favorite alien races in starfinder the noir and that, oh, is, nice. that is the character yeah. i'm going to be playing on friday spoilers is the one that i've been working on <laughs> for legitimately three years oh with, wow with gm credit <laughs> um but yeah if if you're out there and you're starting at step zero of starfinder society play i highly endorse just jumping into an adventure with a pre-generated character mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, for free. <laughs> and uh, besides that, at our convention, CritterCon 4, at every single table, there will be table prizes. And what that means Ooh, is nice. Uh, at a lot of conventions, this happens, but there will be chances for you to roll off 
you know, with your fellow players. And I believe the way <laughs> that it, it's happened in the past is if you roll like a 20 or a one on a, on a, a 20 sided die, you get one of the prize. And uh, that could be a gift card to paizo.com. That can be one of the boons, which is very exciting. There's a number of things. But in addition to that, during our convention, we have other ways that you can walk away with special character sheets, these boons as well. Uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, one of the great things about online conventions is you're not, you know, missing out <laughs> if you uh, aren't able to fly a thousand miles <laughs> or whatever to, to yeah. get one of these, these live conventions. Um, there are still incentives and reasons to go to a live convention uh, when they happen and you have access to them, you get different things for the online ones, the in-person ones, but I digress. Uh, like I said, if you're listening to this as well and you have questions about how to make a character, how to make an account on Paizo, where to go to sign up for a game, in uh, the description of this episode, we have a link to our Discord channel, uh, the Cosmic uh, Critter Mander Discord, and we have all the, the information uh, there you'll be able to find on paizo.com uh, they have a web form as well where you can ask questions but if you ask questions on the discord of like oh well how do i do this or how do i join up for a game there's a lot of uh, what we call critter manager captains uh, that will be able to point you in the right direction and uh, because we are pretty international almost any time of day someone will be awake <laughs> so even if you're uh, we, we've had some some people you know, join up from like Thailand and Sri Lanka uh, and they're about 14 hours ahead. So um, uh, just ask a question on the discord. You, you'll probably get an answer. Uh, and like I said, if you're listening to this on Friday, April 23rd, when this comes out, uh, we have three days of gaming ahead of us. Lots of Starfinder Society, lots of some other fun adventures as well uh, that we're going to be doing this this weekend. But um, yeah, that's the, the first step if you want to try it out. And I know a lot of our listeners as well um, have seen us probably play Starfinder Society on streams before and might have dabbled with it in the past. Um, the, the great thing about society play is you don't need to really keep up with it exactly because uh, even though probably a lot of season three games are going to be offered during this convention, there will also be season one games. So be people running uh, 1-01 uh, uh, com commemoration. No, what is it called? <laughs> oh, the, the commencement. Commencement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that word <laughs> just flew no, out it's of my good. brain. It's, it's, it's one of those words, but. No, and I, that's a super great evergreen introduction to the society. Yeah. Like, I love to tell people, you know, run that for people, you know, run that or play that if you've never played or if you've, oh, yeah. even if I've, you've always played and you've just never had a chance. It's a I've, good one. I've, I GM'd it a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. for some, great. for some uh, podcast partners. Uh, we, uh, I've probably GM'd it like four or five times and it was one of the first ones that I got to, to play as well. Um, but uh, yeah, th there will always be times and at conventions, especially where you can get back into it and, you know, uh, do some of those repeatable adventures that are uh, basically entry points into different story elements. Um, so let's, uh, let, let's start talking about CritterCon 4 and it is crazy to me that uh, we have done now four charity conventions online. Uh, the first one was a just a couple of streams thrown together and some, I think, some early society play through our Discord. We might not even have a had a Discord started because this was back in 2018, very early oh, wow. 2018. No, we must have had the Discord started, but. It was one of the first uh, charity conventions that we did, and uh, we streamed online for, for money. And then the next year, it about doubled in size. And then last year, <laughs> uh, we like quadrupled <laughs> in the amount of oh, tables wow. and things cool. we've done. Um, it might have been helped by a global pandemic where people weren't allowed <laughs> to leave their, their home and <laughs> wanted to still play tabletop role-playing games. But this year, we, we expect that to increase as well. Uh, this charity convention is in support of Doctors Without Borders. And a quick rundown, if you don't know what they are, uh, they're known as Medicine and Frontier. 
Uh, it is an international organization that helps provide professionals, resources, and uh, medical expertise wherever it's needed in the world, um, you know, regardless of politics or, you know, things like that. Uh, of course, in this last year, they've been instrumental in going to hotspots around the world where uh, uh, COVID-19 has, has ravaged locations and um, helped out before that, you know, there were <laughs> the year before that and a couple prior years, there were outbreaks of other terrible diseases like flesh eating bacteria and things like that, uh, you know, not tied to any one government. And they are uh, really um, the majority of, of their funds come from donations and charitable organizations helping out. Uh, our goal this year <clears throat> for CritterCon 4 is 10 thousand dollars which is a lot but if you broke it down to about everyone probably listening to this uh hopefully in the weekend that the charity stream <laughs> is is happening if everyone gave like uh five to ten dollars we would meet our goal it's pretty uh, awesome yeah. i'm gonna be <laughs> myself personally probably donating a lot more than that so there's some people out there that are they're off the hook even if you <laughs> can't donate during this weekend we have some things you can donate to after gameplay ends and uh some random drawings that you can can join up into as well um and of course you can donate after the commission's over um but uh, it's not required, like I said. Um, if you're just looking to have fun and help out, uh, you know, retweeting uh, like this episode or or um, or showing it to friends, uh, all that kind of stuff helps out in the the long run for for visibility for the the convention. Um, talking about the convention, we have a number of things that we get to announce here, Jenny, uh, including. Our, our games that we're going to be playing through the Crittermander Starfinder Society Lodge. And do I have that? Of course I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that is uh, for the convention. It's uh, Friday through Sunday. And I believe there's about 70 tables with the, probably the majority of the gaming happening on Saturday. Uh, there are a number of slots that you can, can join up into and uh the first slot of the day is um 10 a.m to 4 p.m uh starting friday and that's you know um eastern time if you go into our war horn like i said it'll do that uh time conversion for you to figure out when that is in your local time zone and then the next slot starts um right after that at 4 p.m that's slot b and then there's a third one that starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> for those nine owls. <laughs> well, uh, and, for, uh, and people across the country, where you are, that's probably yeah. a, a choice time. Of yeah, I was going to say that's like 7, 7 actually. Never mind. Like I take it back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but in addition to that, I think, well, the, the actual night owl one for many people is there is technically. Um, and I believe this is uh, some of our international fans, a Pathfinder Society uh, adventure. And one of my favorites, the Mosquito Witch, Ooh, which is a good one. Yeah. 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. So that's yeah, one of the... That's, that sounds like an international friendly time <laughs> to uh, game. It is not full up yet. Well, while I'm reading this, there's a, there's a couple of slots left. <laughs> but um, yeah, lots of different... Uh, game times about four different shifts that you can jump into gameplay and like i said a lot of it's starfinder society we have a couple of great pathfinder society uh, adventures uh including uh, a bounty um uh saturday night i'm just looking at him right now uh the crashing wave is being offered uh, as well on i guess early sunday morning um and one of the highlights for the convention that we are going to be hosting on our Twitch channel is what's known as the special for, for this convention. Our special that we're running is 3-00. And, uh, well, I have the author of this adventure <laughs> right do. next to me. <laughs> uh, Jenny, uh, for someone that hasn't done 
a special before. Uh, can you can you explain a little bit about what they are and sure. what, what particularly this one is about without uh, spoiling too much? Sure. Okay. I'll avoid spoilers as much as I can. So uh, a special, so we call it like an interactive special because the idea is, uh, well, in a normal, well, I say normal, but online cons mm-hmm. have been normal for a while. And <laughs> uh, they, and, and seriously, y'all are having such a renaissance with the pandemic. I hate that that's what it took. Like, I hate well, that it's a pandemic, but like, it's super cool for people in these online spaces to have this influx of players, but a special, an interactive special is basically a way for anywhere from, you know, dozens to hundreds of tables to play the same, the same adventure at the same time, basically. And the interactive component to that is, you know, whether it's a five or six tables or whether it's like 300 tables at a big, you know, Gen Con in person or something like that. uh, They're all playing, you you have different level ranges. You're all playing through the same storyline. There are choices that your table, you know, your players at your table get to make. Like, do I want to, okay, we might have like, three or four missions we could take. Uh, I want to do this mission because we're we're really good at fighting and we don't really feel like we want to be diplomats. Uh, so like there's choices you can make, but you're doing the same thing. You're working towards the same goals and your GM is reporting your success at those goals to an overseer GM who's like, you know, he or she or they is like in charge of the whole event. And they are, they are kind of, you know, taking these successes down and we're tracking the progress of the entire, uh, we call it like the house of like the, the collective tables that are going through this adventure together. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, and there are like scheduled breaks, but it's essentially a bunch of people can come together more so than just your normal, like, you know, five or six players at a table coming together to achieve something and, and make this attempt at like having this adventure happen and going through it together. Even, I mean, you could have like first level players, uh, you can have people like, well, characters, you can have new players with like a first level character or a pre-gen, like they could be playing Obaziah for the first time with <laughs> veterans who have like a level 10, you know, soldier that they've been playing for like six years at conventions, you know, uh-huh. and they've been holding this, you know, well, not six years because Starfinder hasn't been around that long, <laughs> but anyway, it's almost now. But for four but, uh, full years. Yeah, yes. for four years. So, almost five. I know. It's, oh gosh, it's, it's growing up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool event and it's super exciting to have that. I, I feel like the interactive aspect is really cool. And online, it looks a little different than in person because instead of having a person standing on a stage with a microphone as your overseer GM, like announcing mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you've met this condition or like, oh no, like, the monsters are attacking. Everyone needs to do this now or whatever to your GM. That's all happening online. Uh, I don't know how CritterCon is handing, uh, is mm-hmm. handling it, but I know that when it was, when we ran it at Gen Con last year, when it came out, uh, I know that we had a Twitch channel that we were using that you could like tune, the GMs could like tune into the stream and the players were encouraged to tune in. Oh, uh, yeah. So is that kind of what you're doing this time? Or Oh yeah, the venture captains in charge of this have a great setup to where it, you can have the Twitch stream on like kind of mm-hmm. to the side on your computer or in the background and like information will come up there, but they'll also make announcements like they would at nice. a convention. Um, I have done... I believe the first two, yeah, I, I've done both of the the other um, specials before okay. as a as a player. Um, uh, maybe one as a GM, I forget. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say they're some of the most fun that you're you're going to oh, be able yeah. to have at a convention. Even if, like me, you're uh, the first time I just jumped in with a pre-generated Obazaya and went <laughs> and started smacking aliens in the head. Um, it's a lot of fun, especially when. Uh, you know, you, you get interactions with some of the other tables and because a lot of them are going to be organized through our online discord, you're going to see like all the tables, uh, lined up and all the players and, you know, people might be, um, interacting with one another by sending like re-rolls or some kind of, you know, bonuses to other tables. It's, it's a good time. That is during our kind of like main slot Saturday, uh, uh, slot F, which is 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Awesome. Might wrap up a little earlier before 10 p.m., mm-hmm. but for the most part, we are going to be hosting that on our Twitch channel, though we do have a stream starting uh, in the middle of that, kind of at 9 p.m. Um, that is some of the 
scenarios and, and things that you can jump into. Like I said, for the most part, Starfinder, just for Starfinder podcast, even though we, we started playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition this last year, uh, there are some Pathfinder Society games up here. And if you haven't played Pathfinder Society 2nd Edition, um, I've jammed a bunch of it, and I, I think they're great. They're a ton of fun as well. I, I would say... Uh, making characters for both is is a blast. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to jump into it at this con, this is definitely the con to do it because well, we have some of the most tables we've ever had. <laughs> uh, we were talking about how, you know, they're like five or six, seven bucks per adventure. Um, for our GMs that uh, have already scheduled their games, they're being provided by Paizo to those GMs for free. So if you're GMing them, you should already have them in your your accounts. Uh, sh- should already have them ready at this point. And um, like I said, we're going to be doing giveaways at all these tables as well. You can only play, of course, one table per slot. I'm, I'm sorry, even if you can have multiple <laughs> computers going at the same time. Can't be time. toolboxing it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, <laughs> you can only have one character uh, yeah. playing in the game at a time. Anyway, I, I guess people could <laughs> try to run multiple. Uh, multiple pcs at the same time but that would that would seem like a headache Um, yeah for sure (laughs) uh but yeah one of the great things about the convention uh being online is there's there's no wait for your uh go into the bathroom if you need to uh uh, at a long convention hall uh there's no yeah eight dollar hot dogs you know you get the snacks from your own fridge and yes uh, uh, it's a great way to meet people anyway that's our uh gaming schedule for the weekend there's basically a game going on at any time during the uh was it 72, three days? Uh, however long the convention is running, the first slot, like I said, is 10 a.m. that I'm going to be uh, streaming during on Friday. I think it actually ends, thankfully, at 10 p.m. on Sunday, even though, uh, oh, no, there there are some uh, slot K, some later slots on, on Sunday uh, that will go past that. But uh, in addition to that, uh, uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to uh, well, to you for writing the adventure, but uh, mainly to uh, Richard, our venture lieutenant. You will probably see making announcements during the con on our Discord as uh, his Discord handle of Stunt Monkey. Uh, thank you very much for setting this up. I want to thank James, um, some of our other Crittermander captains for helping organize things like our. Uh, charity drives and things like that uh helping organize donations that was a big help run up to the the convention um uh, i guess that's something we can talk about next is that uh besides being able to win gift cards from paizo and uh different boons and things like that uh we have a number of charity drives for random drawings for items and that. Uh, this year, I mean, we have about twice as many potential rewards as last year. So if you have a few bucks in your bank account and you want to make them go a long way, for most of uh, our con during the games, you can, uh, and we have this up on our website right now for Doctors Without Borders, you can pay a couple bucks to get a bonus to a roll, or I think $10 to re-roll a D20 and $30 to get a natural crit if you even if you're not playing this critter con and you want to help out uh you can buy some random drawing tickets most of them are going to be a dollar some will be a little bit more expensive i think the tickets for this item might be three dollars or more but that we have a handmade uh starfinder dice bag and i'm going to add into that yeah, uh, this one I'm probably going to be donating to, so <laughs> I'll see you out there. Uh, we have some of the few remaining Cosmic Crit uh, official um, Legendary Pants dice uh, that I'm going to fill into that uh, bag. Uh, this is just one example. We have some amazing partners uh, from uh, Norse Foundry uh, who have some amazing dice uh, that they have donated to the charity to another one of our partners for this stream, which is Tanker House, an official Paizo uh, licensee partner who have science fiction 
um, tabletop terrain that they've donated in the form of their industrial starter packs, which I, th- I mean, there's so much stuff that's sold on their uh, or sold out on their website, but I'm, I'm very excited that they're going to put some of these apart. If you've ever used like uh, a Warhammer 40k or Necromunda kind of um, tabletop terrain, this is very similar and works very well for Starfinder. <laughs> uh, we have some of those that they have donated. Nice. Um, from Critical Hit Cookies, we have some... <laughs> Ooh, I uh, love them. Yeah, yeah they some, make really good cookies. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure they've donated like three different kinds uh, for their their voucher. That's another one I'm going to be donating to for oh, sure. Yeah. I may have to get in on this because I'm like, ooh, yeah, tabletop terrain is super awesome. Like if you haven't played with it, um, I know right now a lot of us are in the digital space still. So there's probably, it's like, eh, it's something you have to wait on for most people, but like, it's really cool. It adds another element to your game. It yeah. is definitely a 40K is like a good way to put that because it's like, you know, they lovingly build their... Uh, their tables but yeah no that's those sound like some good prizes so far well even if you use like a mat and a marker um which you know it's pretty classic for your your starfinder gaming Mm -hmm. um this is really nice because every once in a while on those maps you have to draw out there's like multiple levels and these have stairs and ladders Mm -hmm. and things and you can build build up above your map and if you're like me and you have players that love whipping jetpacks and wings on their characters yeah oh gosh like it flying makes, characters <laughs> yeah it, it makes figuring out the the um uh the uh the triangle of like their height versus the distance <laughs> way a little easier to figure out if you actually can position the mini on the shirt we actually have three of those donated by tinker house which i'm very excited oh, wow. about if you donate to it you have three chances to to win in that random drawing um in addition to that paizo is very very generous in creating some amazing boons that we're going to be announcing closer <laughs> uh, to the con uh on our Twitter accounts. So if you follow us at Cosmic Crit, um, those are some of the like the biggest draws uh, for the convention if you play Starfinder, Pathfinder, Society. Um, in, in the past, Pathfinder, First Edition Society, we've had. We've, uh, in addition to that, we've had many donated by our loving fans, people that, you know, got a boon and they can't use it. You're not allowed to sell them. So they, you can donate them and you can <laughs> uh, donate money to Doctors Without Borders. And we're going to draw those randomly as well. That's cool. So if you're looking to get like an upgrade to your character, you want to make a new character like me, I got the, the Noir boon and allowed me to play as a Noir. That is a, a great way to do it. And I'm pretty sure uh, we, oh, we have a special boon uh, donated by another uh, venture captain. <laughs> um, for a noir boon, and it, I think it also has a Marquai on there as well. But cool. in addition to that, he has donated a pre-painted, handmade noir mini. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> which I'm so excited. You have a whole about. package to start playing. You are character. ready to yeah. go when <laughs> conventions start up live again yeah. as well. Uh, to just take it to to uh, to a table. Uh, not a lot of noir minis out there, so I like no, there's that definitely one out. not. So there's a ton of ways to donate, and even if you're not playing, uh, get into helping us uh, with our goal for Doctors Without Borders, which I'm very excited about. But on top of that, there's still another way, Jenny, to donate Well, I said that we are streaming uh, for about 16 hours or 20 hours during God this convention. <laughs> uh, well, we have some help with our, our friends yeah. at Non-Standard Action, and uh, one of your co-workers as well is taking up the GM there awesome. this weekend. Uh, let me talk to you about our streaming schedule, which yeah. a lot of people will be very excited about. It's probably happening <laughs> Right now, if you're listening to this Friday morning, <laughs> I'm, click on their channel, I am channel. <laughs> streaming. I am live with probably one of the most harrowing Starfinder Society <laughs> adventures. If you don't want spoilers, uh, just jump in and say, you know, good luck, Patrick. I hope your your GM baby <laughs> doesn't die. Uh, that is uh, the first day of the con, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern to uh, 3-ish, I guess, <laughs> 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And then Friday night, uh, we have a um, a completely new 
uh, adventure that is is lovingly written by me and Nick from Non-Standard Action. We're doing and what I'm calling Yoxian Extreme Party. And it's just a fun, <laughs> random adventure through Yoxian reality. That, oh, that we're, sounds fun. We're going to <laughs> use to torture, I mean, play <laughs> with... Uh, both players from Cosmic Crit and non-standard action. Awesome. Um, there might be drinking involved. There might be <laughs> uh, some some donations to keep characters alive involved. Um, but that's a, a main one where you can actually donate to the stream to make people re-roll, to, awesome. to, to help kill people off and things like that. So... I've watched streams like that where you can do, I, and I don't know exactly like what rules, if any, you have prepared for that, but I've seen where, you know, you can help the, help the players, help the GM even, or set up, you know, sometimes set up obstacles and yeah. uh, it's super cool. Like that is so fun. Like anybody here who hasn't done that, I recommend like, <laughs> and it may be going on right now for all I know, if you're listening to it at, you know, who knows when you're listening to this, but like, go, go to it, <laughs> go watch their VOD or like go jump in and donate. Cause it's super fun to like, mess with i mean help the players and the gm (laughs) through their adventure (laughs) i I don't want to spoil anything but this is basically going to be uh live action hunger games oh my god that sounds fun you're the the patrons and can hopefully uh if you want to see a certain character survive to the end you might want to open up your lips and and donate to that (laughs) player (laughs) i love it and we may or may not be using some beloved Starfinder iconic character. Oh no! To, to, <laughs> uh, there might be an Obazai in there. Is all I'm saying. Uh, Obazai is going to win those Hunger Games totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a betting man, but I would I wouldn't be putting money on Altronus <laughs> to get through. Yeah. Uh, that is Friday night, and then uh, we we're going to be hosting uh, the. Uh, Starfinder special during the day on Saturday and most people are going to be playing but uh, Saturday night we're going to come back and stream on our Twitch channel Cosmic uh, Twitch slash Cosmic Crit Twitch.com slash Cosmic and we have your your uh, our friend and your co-worker and friend uh, Jason Keeley coming Saturday night to GM a new game a non- Pathfinder nor Starfinder game that might Ooh. hack rules from both of them in something that he has crafted an adventure, especially for the the players here at Cosmic Crit. Uh, I can't explain too much of it right now. Um, it is going to be a, another uh, situation where you can donate to uh, to help out the your favorite players and or characters, but uh, uh, you you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to show up for that one. I, the only thing I can spoil is there might be costumes involved. There might be some some fun nice. antics involved Saturday night. And then, <laughs> uh, last but not least, on our stream schedule is Sunday. Our friends at Non-Standard Action are going to be streaming their weekly uh, adventure of Fly Free or Die. Very nice. They are, I believe, in book two of the Adventure Path, and. Uh, they will be using the same rules where you can donate re-rolls, you can donate natural 20s to players and uh, and help you know affect the game. Uh, they may or may not be playing uh, where you can donate to the GM as well. Uh, typically, the, the GMs can't, <laughs> during this convention, uh, you know, get re-rolls to try and kill players. But during the streams, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, definitely allowed. Uh, anyway, that... For the most part, is is what we've got lined up for Criticon for how people can donate, how you can get involved, That's where, awesome. you, where you can watch, where you can play. Uh, it's it's three days of of some some good times, either with your your podcast friends or making new friends on our Discord, or um, yeah, just just jumping into your first Starfinder game. Uh, <laughs> it seems like a lot when we kind of lay it all out there, but somehow the the chaos of this convention. Uh, it goes by very quickly and always does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it gets wrapped, get wrapped up pretty, pretty uh, by the end. Uh, that's, that's going to do it for this, this kickoff here for Criticon 4. Jenny, thanks so much for talking through all this stuff oh, with me absolutely. And, and talking Starfinder Society. Uh, I'm very excited about what is coming, especially in season four. Oh, yes. Um, 
yes. where the story goes from here. We, yeah. we didn't even talk about it too much this episode, <laughs> but uh, each season has it has, has its own like kind of like, I mean, like a season of a TV show, you know, yep. uh, the, sometimes the specials are like the climactic finales and stuff. Mm -hmm. and sometimes, sometimes they're they... kind of the intro. Yeah. Um... yeah this one, and I, it's funny because I actually realized you asked me about um, the special and I, I told you, like I talked about what a special was in case there's anyone um, who doesn't know. I didn't really talk about this one. Zero, um, zero. Yeah. And I, I can give just, if you, if we have time, I can give you a little snippet of that. Just, you made me think of it. Um, yeah. So 300 is called The Last Bite. So you like you just said, uh, sometimes specials are a, a season kickoff and sometimes they're kind of like the the finale or like the climax. We've actually seen like a mid uh, like a mid season finale at certain specials. Um, but that was the case year two, which was season two was like actually two years rather than one. Uh, it was a thing. But uh, this one is sort of the conclusion to a to the meta plot of uh of year two, which was, mm -hmm. which was the Dash, like, uh, you know, media smear campaign meta plot for those of you who are familiar, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's basically there was a, uh, a very naughty Yosoki who was trying to make the society look really bad for her own uh, nefarious reasons. And the last bite is sort of the society's ability, like that was their chance to kind of like, get back at her kind of like take mm -hmm. the take the fight to her sort of in a very different way because we're yes there is actual fighting and battle because that is what our game you know our game incorporates that in many ways but this is when we're talking about like multimedia smear campaigns and you know corporate espionage and things like that there's a lot of different uh scenarios that can come up in the course of that but if you if you are familiar with Datch and like if you're shaking your fist at me hearing me say that name, <laughs> you definitely if you haven't played, you want to sign up for that and play it. If you don't know who the heck that is, that's fine. It is still a new player friendly and welcoming experience. So it is great if you are familiar with the meta plot and you're going to feel really satisfied, hopefully with the with the ending and your chance to confront Datch hopefully directly uh but even if you don't know who that is you can have a lot of fun and we are in the future um i cannot i, I want to so badly uh it is a future announcement of what our special will be for this year's gen con Ooh. um I, I cannot tell you there is going to be a very new and different thing we're doing this year. I just can't say what it is, but I will say that we are sort of as a org play team looking at trying to make all of our specials more, uh, even more like beginner and walk up friendly where yes, they might still kick off a season, but we're probably going to see less big specials that are like season enders. It's going to be more like season kickoffs and, uh, and just like season agnostic where it's like, if you, it doesn't necessarily have to fit into like our, our season meta plot thing. Like you can mm -hmm. just come in and play and not know the story. So we're, we're kind of trying to push it more towards that in the future, but you there you are still if you are not familiar with you know year three and Datch, like you are still welcome to sit down you will have a good time i oh, am yeah. confident in that um while, while actually, we've yeah. been talking there's still a lot of spaces open especially for awesome. those levels mm -hmm. one and, and two uh the the introductory kind of parts of of the last bite um uh, but we also have levels seven and eight uh, that have some space as well, surprisingly. So uh, okay. basically whatever character level you've got, there are, I believe, still table space when this episode comes out. <laughs> well, get out there, sign up and play. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. I, have, I have one more question for you, actually. So you've got your schedule up, right? I'm assuming for your, your con. Yes. Are yes, you yes. running, uh, is number 217 cost of living, is that scenario in, in the docket or no? I, if it's not, it's fine. I'm just curious. I have reasons. I promise. There's always reasons. <laughs> uh, well, I technically, I don't think I can see every single slot just from the calendar, but I did the control F and I don't see it yet. Okay. But that, that we are typically. Uh, <laughs> to pull the current back recording this like a week in advance so it's possible that it could show up in that time right oh, why, why is that is that is that uh, i only <laughs> ask uh, i only ask because that it is like there are a lot of like season two scenarios that have like tie-ins to the special um 217 has like kind of a special tie-in in a way without spoilers without mm. giving you spoilers um also i feel it, it is this is a spoiler, but it's also kind of a content warning that we we were giving out all last year when this was being run at conventions is and game days is that 
217 cost of living is kind of the pandemic scenario. Um, it's something that thirst, I, I actually wrote it uh, with Andrew Mullen, who's another really awesome freelancer. Uh, he and I co-authored that. And of course, this was when, this was before I came on at Paizo and Thurston Hillman was the developer at the time. Uh, this is something that like we basically, we predicted a pandemic and we didn't really mean to. <laughs> and then once it was in development was when like COVID-19 was really like, come you know, hitting here in the US and like we were starting to experience all of that. And uh, I remember us like kind of when it was coming out, we were kind of scrambling, like, what do we do? Like, do we just <laughs> not put this out? Because like people are going to be fatigued by because you're you're basically helping a planet that's going through a pandemic sort of. Um, mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, God, well, people really want to play this. And so what we did was we we went ahead and went with it, but just with a content warning that this has to do with like a disease with like pandemic. Uh, I think, A, it fits into your Doctors Without Borders theme. So even if you're not going to run it, uh, people should go play it. B, um, it's I think it's a great way that for all of us who are kind of like pandemic fatigued right now uh, at various stages of getting our vaccines and everything, <laughs> it's a great way to literally just kind of punch a pandemic like at a, in a safe setting and a tabletop space. So I'm just going to recommend for people that haven't played it to play it because I heard a lot of folks saying to me that it actually was empowering for them to solve a problem with a with a communicable disease rather than feel like we can't do anything about it and be like you know kind of trapped so um that's why i bring it up well i'm glad you did because hey hey we didn't (laughs) talk about this beforehand and i didn't have this planned but Mm -hmm. i'm i am saying it right now if we make our ten thousand dollar goal for doctors without borders i will uh gm uh, cost of living nice. for uh, some some random um, uh, players and GMs that had take took part during the convention, uh, maybe the week or the week after the, the convention is done. Oh, um, awesome! Yay, and, that would be great. And yeah. Maybe I'll stream it, or maybe it'll just be fun for those players that win. Yeah. But uh, we've got to get to ten thousand dollars for me to to jump into that. <laughs> Let's get to that goal. <laughs> and Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and of course, we will we'll get you and Andrew's blessing uh, before <laughs> we roll into that <laughs> uh, that story. Um, but thank you for bringing that up, and we've got yeah, another no another reason to reach that goal now. <laughs> uh, this is uh, well, I will say it's it's for uh, levels three to six, uh, and you can te- technically play that uh, even with a pregenerary character. Yep, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, we, we've taken up, uh, up enough of your time and our listeners' time who might be listening to this while the convention is going on and are scrambling to get a chair at a table right now to play. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for the last year of support. Everyone that has GM'd in a CritterCon in the past who has donated, one who has donated their time and or resources uh, to, to helping us get to our goals. Uh, thank you, Jenny, for being here once more. Thank you. And everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Have a great CritterCon 4, and we'll see you on the other side. Goodbye. Bye. Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.